This episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Ginger Snaps. They're great cookies, not really. Ginger Snaps. Thanks for doing the whole intro. Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I remain Kristen Kist. And we are best friends. Besties. And co-authors of a science fiction comedy book series called Prison Dead. Before we get to our very red conversation this week, we have two con announcements. One, Fantastic. One we brought you last week, and that is... Connecticut. <laughs> Just kidding. Not in Connecticut. <laughs> the one we brought you last week is, it's a con, and that's at the South Mall in Allentown. That's March 8th, 17th and 18th. Um, from St. Mon- Patrick's Day! A wonderful ginger holiday. Yes, Exactly. And uh, we're super amped to be back at It's a Con. You know, they, they talked to us, they, they remembered us, and they you know, sought us out and asked us to come back. Yeah, the people that run it are super nice, and we had a really fun time. And uh, yeah, 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 they came up to us, it was so cool, they remembered us. So yeah, we're definitely going back there again, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's a free con. If you're in, in the area, just come by. Like, There's a ton of people that go, there's a ton of vendors. Um, people are dressed up like... There's a few stores still open in that mall. We <laughs> yeah, last time. <laughs> It's like a Foot Locker. We usually have a good crew that comes out to support us, so that's nice. Um, and then... And they always have a cosplay contest, yes. too. Here's the like, big announcement. Huge announcement. Huge. Huge. Bigly. Huge. Bigly. If you follow us on Facebook, you probably already saw, but we are going to be at the Great Philadelphia Comic Con in Oaks, Pennsylvania. That's right. This We're going to be is... there with Michael Bain. Uh-huh. With Luke Cage. With Luke Cage. Riker. Riker. Riker's from Bethlehem, where our books take place in Allentown. You know, it's crazy. The woman who played Magenta in Rocky Horror, which Jeff is especially excited about because he just loves Rocky Horror so very, very... Okay, he doesn't, but I do. Data. Data's there. Data. We'll have to ask him how much he liked that cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cat. Us. Yeah, the cat. <laughs> All right. Um... Anyway, and probably some of my friends from work will actually show up to that con because <laughs> they went last year. Well, yeah, I've seen a lot of people like saying they're like they're coming. Um, they're, they were already saying they were coming, so they better come talk to us. But anyway, come hang out with us at a prison dead table. Yes, it's going to be so awesome. We got brand new copies of Volume One and Volume Five in. Uh, they have brand new artwork. Um, we're gonna have them for sale at It's a Con and uh, probably restock and get some more for the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Yeah. So that is. April 27th, 28th, 29th. Both of these cons, you can find out more information if you just go to our website, prisondad.com, or if you go to, you know, if you look up Prison Dad on Facebook, you can find information there and uh, come see us, come say hi, come be like, hey, I was in your podcast and I know that you like to drink beer while you're making your podcast. That's true. So Today, mo- I was leaving work and my friends from work were going out for dinner for one of my coworkers who's get, got a new job. And they were like, Kristen, don't go do your podcast at Jeff's. Just, like, stay here and take a shot every time you want to talk about a new topic. And just, you know, just tape that. And Who said that? Was it Zach? No, it was Amy's idea. Amy? Like, no, she Amy does a podcast. Amy and Eric. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Amy's been on our show. We've been on Amy's show. Okay, this is enough it. tangent. Fantastic. It's March. So, um, when this podcast so comes out, it'll be March. for absolutely no reason... We're talking about some of our favorite sci-fi gingers. March means that it's almost St. Patrick's Day. St. Yes. Patrick's Day is the day of the uh, Irish. Irish. You tell people. me. You're the Irish one. 
The Shamrock Shuckers. Is that is that what you No, mean? no one calls us that. No, that nobody totally says that. The Shillelagh Users. Yeah, you know, Kristen likes to make profi- the potato sh- fan and jokes as much as she can. No, I really. It's very depressing. I know. No, I know. I know. The Shellakabuki. You're just making fans. stuff up now. No. No, a Shellakabuki is <laughs> the Irish word for snail. It's one of my favorite things. My grand used to play an album when I was a little girl. I think it was The Chieftains, and oh, yeah. it was a song about Shellakabukis. Okay. It was awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so we, we, love, anyway, we yes. love gingers. We love gingers. Lots of Irish people are gingers. I myself am a daywalker. Yes. Which means that I am part ginger, but my hair is darker than a ginger's. So to some people, that means I've retained my soul. (laughs) Susie, she's talking to you. (laughs) So we're going to go through a list of our favorite uh, sci-fi characters that are gingers. Yes. And um, talk about what we like, what we don't like. We have a big list, so we're going to try to blow through them really quick. Most of these people, like, really have reddish hair. Yeah. And some of them are dyed, and some of the, some so we don't of, yeah, care because yeah, yeah. it's a character. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, I'm just the, pointing the, that the out. Char- the character's hair, you know, it's not red. so... Yeah, we're not really talking about... In two instances, we'll be talking about an actor, actress. Yes. Um, so, but, let's start off by talking about Dana Scully. Dana, Dana Scully on TV's X-Files. Really the other nailed that one right there. Of Mulder and Scully. You know, I haven't seen an X-Files episode since the mo- the first movie came out. Mm. 1998. Yeah, I've been watching the new ones. Yeah. But I love Dana Scully. I totally yeah. looked up to her when I was a kid. Yeah, me she too. She kind of looked like me, and she was super hot. And she did cool sci-fi investigations and sought out aliens and had a cuckoo bananas wacko partner that she had to rein in. She always tried to play the devil's advocate, but, you know. And she's the one that's Jillian science, Anderson is natural, natural redhead, right? She is. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think. Or she's blonde. Oh. Okay. Well, maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. She's very fair. Yeah. Very fair skin. Uh... Yeah, Scully was always awesome because she was badass. You know, she's a medical investigator. Um, you know, she, she was, was really great. smart. Yeah, yeah and smart. she was like a hero, which was yeah. dope. Yeah, and it was great. You know, because the the X Files started. You know, early nineties. I want to say probably ninety three. Something like that. They started on time. Yeah, I think a stack of X Files on DVD. No VHS. Oh yeah, VHS. Um, I think the X Files started around the time Twin Peaks ended. Mm. If my memory serves me correct, without googling, without you googling, googling, uh, we love Dana Scully. Yeah, yeah. Dana Scully is hot. There is, I a couple of years ago, I went through and I watched like the first three seasons of the X Files again, um, and then I think they took it off on Netflix, and I, I didn't get to go the rest of the way through. But that was like that was awesome. I forgot how just how great those like I know, first couple of years were exciting so good. show. There was like some sexual tension, but that wasn't like the whole focus of no. everything. It became more of a focus later on. Yes, and. I had a boyfriend in college that used to call me Scully because Aww. he thought I kind of liked Dana Scully, which is kind of fun. A little bit. Mm, Whatever. A little bit. Made me feel happy. Willow Rosenberg is our next ginger we like to talk about. Willow is from the television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yay, Buffy! If you live under a rock. I was, well, I was watching, like, did you ever watch The Family Guy? I'm talking to our listeners. I already know you did. But if you ever saw The Family Guy, um, when they do Star Wars and Empire and Return to... Return of the Jedi. Well, I was watching the Return of the Jedi one, and there's this whole, like, running joke where whenever they're trying to get Luke to fight, um, Vader and the Emperor make fun of Seth Green. <laughs> because, obviously, the, yeah. the character is played by Seth Green. Right. So, like, at that, yeah, at, like, the last battle in the Jedi one, they kept making fun of him being, being like... In, 
like, what was Seth Green even ever in that anyone saw? And he was like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was pretty popular. <laughs> and the, emperor, the Emperor's like, no, it wasn't. Nobody really watched that show. Everybody <laughs> says that show's great, but nobody really watched it when it was on. <laughs> and then well, Luke, like, grabs his lightsaber and starts getting crazy. But anyway, um, I well, love Buffy. Great. She was a Wiccan. She was a... Um... Willow was awesome. I love that she was, like, so sweet and yeah. nerdy and uh-huh. innocent in the beginning, but she was a very loyal friend. She loved Buffy. She always had her back. Um, you know, she when Buffy became a vampire slayer, Willow realized that she could be a witch and really just delved into it. You know, she was super brave. Um, she became extremely powerful and at some points even very dangerous. But Willow was great. I mean, she was so relatable. Yeah. Um, she also, you know, had a romantic relationship with Seth Green. Seth Green's character. Yeah. He also was a redhead on Buffy. He mm-hmm. played Oz, who was right. a werewolf. Right. Um, and later on, she had one of the first sort of lesbian relationships on TV, which was kind of cool. Yeah, very cool. Her girlfriend. Ellen, we were both Ellen witches. S. Time. Time. Yeah. Um, um, but Willow's pretty pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. Sticking with that, uh, Scott Evil from the Awesome Powers movies definitely, definitely sci-fi Again, enough to talk about Seth Green. But Seth Green, you know, he, as we were and talking, they made topic, fun of that too. They made fun of, yeah, exactly. Because they were like, he was like, well, I was in Austin Powers, or he was in Austin Powers, and they were like, yeah, I'm sure everyone went to see Austin Powers because Seth Green was in it. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Seth Green and Austin Powers. I love Scott Evil. He's like. You know, like they had him like in his room, and then his dad showed up, and he was such like rebellious kid. But then at the end, at the end of Gold Member, you know, he like shaved his head into like the arc, and he was there like he was all evil, and he was sitting in the chair, and he's like, "Dad, Dad, I made you sharks with laser beams on them." Yeah, I really did like Seth Green in the in the um, Sky awesome Evil is the best character in the That's whole thing. Funny. Maybe Rob Lowe's a lot of good guy, comic relief. You know, yeah. Will Ferrell's five minutes in the movie from um yeah from uh from uh, Mike Myers giving him a really hard time yeah. yeah 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 it's fun yeah but Scott Evil good character all right um keeping with the time here moving on Lilu from the Fifth Element now we've she has like Element. neon red hair yeah Lilu does no we've been talking about She's Fifth like Element like ginger. like somehow we've worked this into like every podcast this year yeah well I, I'm not even crazy about the movie. No, but it's fun. It is Every fun. time it's on, I'm like, oh, I'll watch about fun. this. Right. Yeah. Yes. And then I'm like, hey, this movie, it's a good time. It's a little ridiculous. There's some totally crazy things in it, like um, Gary Oldman's wardrobe and hair. But Lilo's just a cool <laughs> character. She doesn't talk a lot, but she ends up being incredibly powerful and an embodiment of an element that's needed to save the world, which right? is pretty badass. Right. Plus, she wears like a very intriguing outfit that doesn't really ass. make sense to me. No, it it's doesn't. Basically, make... like some bandages yeah. and like a harness made out of rubber. I, I have mean, that okay. on underneath this shirt right now. Wow. No, it looked really uncomfortable. I would so need I'm a lot more that. bandages than that little stick. Yeah, she's then, a tiny thing. Yeah. Uh, True Blood, Jessica Hamby. Jessica Hamby, one of my favorite characters on True Blood. Jessica's character was always interesting to me because she was turned when she was still a virgin. Yes. So as she was, you know, becoming a spicy vampire, every time she stuck it in and got stuck in, it was she was losing her virginity every single time. It would heal yeah, back dude, up. Dude, super bummer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Jessica was super cool because she didn't want to be a vampire, but she didn't want to be a who she was anymore either so she has a really interesting sort of story arc trying to figure out like how to be who she is and learn who she is because she's just a kid when they turn her um sort of against her will and she's taken away from her family and her family is very religious 
um, into this sort of weird, nefarious world where she has to kill or almost kill to stay alive. Pretty much. And yeah. she's very powerful, and she struggles with that, and she struggles with her relationship with her sire, Bill, and falling in love for the first time with Hoyt. Um, I love Jessica. She was such a cool character because, like, she got her heart broken. She was terrified and confused and scared and very vulnerable and honest. Um, and I used to watch her, like, little fake... Um, Skype blog post things that they put on HBO all the time. Too, oh, I forgot I about those. I think so I watched cute. one of those like one time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jessica Hamby, cool. awesome yeah. character, mm-hmm. awesome sci-fi vampire. All right, now we're gonna hit you with a trilogy of Star Trek gingers. Oh boy, Star Trek gingers! Which Kristen isn't going to have anything to say about whatsoever. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll make it quick. The first one I talk about is Doctor Crusher. On uh, Star Trek Next Generation. So, I never had a problem with Dr. Crusher. I didn't like her replacement when they, they basically kicked her off the show. And they brought somebody else in. Was Wesley for, like, her son? Yeah, and they, they kept Wesley on the show, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she, she was Will Wheaton's mom. Yeah, Will Wheaton. Yeah, so, um, so that, was, that was kind of interesting. That year or two she was gone. Um, Dr. Crusher, though, to me, was, was interesting because, you know, she was trying to balance the working single parent on the starship... You know the head medical, uh, you know the head doctor on you know on the ship, and then you know her her son was there too. He was like teenager. He was really interested in stuff that was going on the ship. He was really good, you know, fixing things. Um, and um, you know her friendship with Picard and JLP. Um, how much Picard hated children. Oh yeah. So <laughs> and so to be still friends and co-workers with Beverly Crusher and have to deal with her son when he was terrible with children is, is, was hysterical. So, um, and it was just, it was great writing. Um, I, I really like Dr. Crusher. Um, it's a shame that they wrote off the show for a year or two, and, but I'm glad they brought her back for the rest. Uh, there's that episode right near the end of the next generation where her and, um, Picard are like, their minds are linked and they're learning about all those, like, things about each other. They had feelings for each other. It was cool. And then you saw, like, the alternate reality uh, in the finale where they were married. Aww. Where she was Captain Picard of this medical Aww. vessel. Yeah. Uh, right. My newest crush, besides Neri, that we talked about last week. Yes. Is, um, is uh, Cadet Tilly on um, Star Trek Discovery. She got some long, curly red hair. Mm-hmm. She's so sweet. She's so spunky. She has so many. She's so much like admiration. Like she wants to be a, a captain and in charge of everything, but she's so shy and she's just she has no filter. She just blurts everything out, which is uh, hysterical. But you know, very you know, like she's got to be a natural redhead with fair skin and, and the long curly hair. And why are you giving me that look? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Everything okay? Yeah, you okay? You all right over there? Ah, uh, you know. Just waiting for my turn to share. I'm trying to be quick here. Look, we're talking about Game of Thrones next. I got one more person to go. Alright. And the last person I want to talk about is Kira Norris. Um Kira is a Bajoran. She feels like she should have been in charge of Deep Space Nine. But uh, Starfleet came in and um, they had to you know work together. Bajorans and, and the Starfleet crew had to work together to control the station, to protect the wormhole... And all that fun stuff. She was one of the more... Like, her character to me was very influenced by Princess Leia. Because she was this super strong leadership role woman that we saw. We we never saw someone, in my opinion, in that much of a leadership role in Star Trek. Because this was pre-Janeway. Janeway! You're doing that thing again where you don't know what to say, so you're just going to sing the last word that I say? Maybe. 
Rubber baby bunker butt. No. Don't don't attempt tongue twisters tonight, Jeff. Just don't do that. So now that we're done talking about Star Trek, which is awesome. I didn't say it wasn't. Jeez. Would you like to talk about Sansa Stark? Sansa Stark is awesome sauce. Um, although I like Arya better. But Sansa's awesome. She's brave. She has to put up with a lot of ridiculousness. Um, you know, she's kind of a spoiled brat in the beginning because she was groomed to be, like, a lady of the house. And her sister teases her about that all the time, even through the last season. Um, you know, she was trained to be a lady. She was supposed to marry into royalty or, you know, to another lord or another, you know, duke or something like that. Um, but the whole world sort of fell apart around her, and she ended up just narrowly escaping from the evil Lannister family with her life, um, you know, after they had, like, humiliated her and hurt her in many ways. Um, and she's got some amazing, long, beautiful red locks that for a little while she dies dark, so that creepy little finger will be thinks she's hot like her mom, which is just really creepy in a lot of ways. But, you know, Sansa is, you know, she tries to uh, manipulate situations to protect herself, and that is very smart. Um, she's a survivor. Yeah. She's a badass redhead. Totes. So I like Sansa. I think, and I think she has a good heart, and I think she has a good head on her shoulders, and I think she'll grow to be a really good leader. I love the difference between Sansa and Arya, you know, because Arya is the warrior and Sansa is the planner. You know? Yeah. And that's that that was always so cool. And and it was so cool to see them reunited too. Yes, and I was really, really, really happy that they weren't really at each other's throats, that they really had each other's back. And no, I knew that was all planned. I, knew I felt like it was, but then part of me was scared that, you know, they were gearing up to have everybody not happy with each other. but I, And I love Sansa and John's relationship, that yeah. she sort of understands, like, that he's an awesome leader, too. Yeah. But he doesn't always think things through, so she always has to sort of double-check and plan for contingencies that he doesn't see coming to keep everybody safe. Like, the fact that she used Littlefinger to bring in that extra army yeah. in that battle was clutch. He wouldn't have survived if she hadn't have you know, been thinking ahead and thinking, like, right. we might not be able to do this mm -hmm. if I don't, you know, yeah. take other steps. But she's also willing to, like, let other people lead. Right. Um, so, yeah, Sansa's pretty dope. Mm -hmm. And then there's the amazing Egret, yeah. who is no longer with us on Game of Thrones, but who gave us some amazing one-liners, like, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, I think and we've And Roseburn is currently engaged to Kit Harrington. They are yes, married I saw in real life, that. which that is, is really super cool. adorable. Yeah. Um, she was also on Downton Abbey, apparently. But She's really super tough, it. you know. Yeah, she knows her way around a bow and arrow, like one of the other redheads we're going to talk about later. Um, you know, she is a warrior, first and foremost, um, and is able to survive in the wilderness, which, you know, Sansa probably couldn't do uh, for very long. Um, but Egret is tough, you know, and she come, she's scrappy. She comes from a really rough life. You live um, on the road, and yeah. Yeah, where, you know, there's not a lot of love or gentleness, but she's able to open her heart to Jon Snow, um, and it scares her, and, you know, she's not so great at being vulnerable, but she, she does open up to him, and, um, you know, but she still is a warrior, and she is there to protect and, and persevere and, and try to, you know, keep the wildling people safe, um, and ultimately, she loses her life, but she mm -hmm. fought valiantly, and she was 
really cool. I love that she was sassy and funny. You know, she was with all these tough, scary dudes, and she did not take any crap from them. You know, she was right next to them, giving them a hard time, fighting, you know, not taking their crap. No, they, they treated her as a man, you know, the, the, yeah. you know because well, even when they tried Game to of Thrones her, she came is right back so sexist. I mean, but, but, you know, it, I mean, but that's just for the time. I don't feel like George or Martin is at all. No, I, I feel like that's and the he's way a, that the, He's a decent dude. I mean, yeah. he writes good women characters, but, but yeah, he writes but about how men they're that are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is realistic. So we got a whole bunch of Weasleys. All the Weasleys except Percy. Because he sucks. Even though he, like, kind of redeemed himself at the end, but not really. Yeah, Percy sucks. Percy just sucks. Percy's a, he's a kiss Bill, at. Charlie, Ron, Ginny, Molly, Arthur, and Fred and George are all awesome sauce. Yeah, what, They're all I don't, super I don't really brave, don't know what else to, to really say here. Badass. Yeah. They always have each other's back. They're a really loving, tight-knit family. But they're also able to open their hearts for Hermione and Harry um, and their other friends, and they, you know, they're really caring, generous people. Even though they don't have much of anything, they share everything they have, their home and their food and anything. Um, and they're all, you know, super brave and and bold and smart. Um, you know, even though Ron can be a little goofy sometimes, he's a really loyal friend, and a lot of times he can figure things out um, on his own. And Ginny's awesome, too. I mean, she's a great Quidditch player. She's really smart. Um, she's very brave and, yeah, like a really loyal, true friend. I thought it was garbage that they burned the house down in that movie. Because that never happened in the book. Yeah, that no. That was like... The hollow, yeah. And, and you know, and we just we just got off saying, like, you know, how we, we, um, we always say, like, you know... We try not to be so- too about, annoying about, about the, the source, source material, material, but that gets under my skin, because yeah, that was, like, some, completely unnecessary. Yeah, choices are made. You could have done something else at that time to put in something else, right? But well, anyway. The whole scene never happened in no, the book, with, the whole, like, them no. coming to harass. Like, that didn't happen. No. They just wanted an excuse to put Bellatrix in another time. Yeah. All right, uh, so Brave was a Pixar cartoon. And Merida is the awesome red-haired princess. I loved this movie. Oh, it's um, so cool. It's I, I've only cool. ever seen it twice, but it, it, I really like. feel like I, I should really watch it again sometime. And my kid would love it, you know. Yeah, I love that it's about a princess, but it's about how she doesn't want to get married. Yep. And she's sort of being forced to, like, consider these dudes as suitors. And right. none of them are even fun for her. No. She doesn't even want to get to know them better. She wants to be awesome at archery, and she wants to be tough and have her own life and live on her terms. And I love that. And I love, you know, that it's about her relationship with her mother and how her mother's trying to keep her safe, but also is trying to control her. And, you know, but Merida learns her lesson and learns, you know, that you have to love and respect your elders, and then eventually they'll understand that you want to do your own thing, and they have to respect you, too. Yeah. So, super cool movie. And yeah. she's super brave and beautiful and, and independent. So, our only Star Wars edition on the entire list is um, General Hux. Hux! He's such a bastard, but he has fabulous What was hair. his name? I forgot his name already. Was it like Ambrosia? It was something ridiculous like that. They never referenced it once in the movie, so you know it's in the the books or something like that. Elphibus, Elephineus. Yo, Hux got some issues, B. Like, wow. He's he's really, really super crabby, you know, but he really made his way uh, up there. Uh, I just feel like General Hux is someone who cries during sex. 
Um, he ever has it, yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe, um, you know, may- maybe he has some problems um, because he can't stop picturing his mother or something like that. You know, yeah, like, he's uh, got some major issues, but, but yeah, I mean, but you know, uh, he's controlled by his anger yeah. and his fear. Yeah. So you know, he's easy to manipulate. And Is he the Grand Moff Tarkin of the new trilogy? Kind of, but even, like, less able to control himself. Because I always felt like Grand Moff Tarkin, he could be a douche, but you never really saw him get so angry that he was, like, out of control. I mean, I didn't have much time with him before Luke yeah, blew like, him up. I feel like Vader would lose his cool, mm-hmm. but Grand Moff Tarkin is always kind of like, eh, I can chill. It's all right. But Hux and Kylo both have a lot of rage issues going on and they're always like competing with each other for Snoke's attention. Um, and Snoke totally manipulates them. Oh yeah. Um, oh, we totally saw that too. Cause you know, they, they try to be like so tough and badass, but, but it's very easy to, to throw them off their game. Like when Poe is toying with Hux in the beginning of the last He's Jedi. He's all crabby. Yeah. He was totally flipping out and it's like everybody around him knew exactly what Poe was I doing. I believe he's like, tooling with you, sir. They were like, dude, just Yo, two chill. weeks that comes out. It's awesome. Can't wait to watch it again. But, um, but Hux is a really interesting character because he really shows like what happens if you let fear control your life. You know, how angry how angry and cold you become and how distant you become from other people and their pain and how easy you are to manipulate. Right. I don't think that there's any coming back to the light for Kylo Ren. I think he's done. And I think, you know, his death will be the end of this new trilogy, but I can see, I actually see Hux being the one to start sneaking key information. He's already terrified of Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, like, shoved him over when they were in the shuttle, you know, when they yeah. saw all the other heavy assault he walkers there. And He doesn't have the ability to, um, he doesn't have the, the power, I guess, and charisma that Kylo commands. Yeah. Even though Kylo is unstable, too. But Hux, you don't see people... Kylo Ren's way more unstable than Well, Kylo Hux. Ren's crazy. Yeah. But he's charismatic, and for whatever reason, people seem more afraid of him than they are of Hux. You know what I mean? Like, even even Snoke was kind of like, yeah, well, Hux will do whatever I say. I think it was care. awesome that Kylo Ren killed Snoke before we had to deal with more Snoke-y, Snooky, Snooky stuff. Yeah, because, I think it was really interesting. Yeah, because you know, that was something Vader could never do. He'd never kill the Empire. The, yeah. the Emperor, though, he told Luke, he said, join me, and we'll rule the galaxy as far as father and son. But we don't have to do that. I mean, we, we just do it as friends. I mean, you know. Is that from your... Is that yeah, from that was there? also from family. Because <laughs> Stewie was trying to convince Luke to... <laughs> I haven't seen... They, those are it's great. Funny. I haven't seen them They're so long. They're very silly. So we have a character <laughs> named uh, Killian Ginger Donnelly. Yeah, he's a real... In the Prison douche. Dad series. He's almost in, a, he's he's almost in every story in some capacity. Yeah. Whenever there's something shady going on... Um, or someone who's really to blame right. for something bad that happened. Or you see a windowless van. Yeah, or someone using illegal substances. It's always ginger. It's always ginger. Trouble. Or sexually harassing Sarah, you know. My favorite ginger, ginger moment, does. though, is in a story Kristen wrote called Sassy Sassy Sasquatch. Yep. <laughs> this story's in volume, Prison Dad Volume 3. Ginger is um, just out in the woods... 
and uh, so is so is Jed, and Jed's uh, Bigfoot hunting in Allentown, where <laughs> where the stories play, Allentown, Pennsylvania, where we where we grew up and where the stories take place, and um, runs into Ginger, and they get drunk on white Zinfandel, mm-hmm. like basically the the like fruit juice of wine. <laughs> And while well, they're you know looking for Sasquatch, they get girl drunk. They say, mm-hmm. but meanwhile the other characters are all in this crazy craft competition with each other, and is is such a multi layered, just brilliant story that you thank wrote. Thank you, Jack. It is my favorite. It is, it is my favorite story you've written. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, so Ginger, uh, he's always up something up to something like that. Ginger's uh, always doing something stuff. nefarious, but he's a lot of fun to write because you can always like. He's various odd jobs too. Yeah, find ways for Ginger to be causing trouble. We yeah. Had another story we wrote. Where we weren't exactly sure what to do with Franny, and that it became a joke because we were making fun of um, in twenty four the Kim Bauer story where, where she, she gets chased by the chased, cougar. Yeah, but but we got to I got to use that in in my story to uh, introduce Ginger um, as this sort of creep that's hiding out in the woods, right? Planting fake jungle cats and trees <laughs> <laughs> to scare people. Ginger, uh, to me, he looks like Carrot Top. Mm-hmm. But That's he how is, we usually picture him. He is described in uh, in Volume Two, Story One, um, uh, Less of the Ring. He is described as having a uh, a red curly mullet, also. Uh, so yeah, his hair is like know, more under control yeah. than carrot tops. Right, exactly. That's how I feel he, too. He couldn't walk around like that in the Lehigh Valley. No, you'd get your ass beat. <laughs> I love I love like writing ginger parts because it's just like. <laughs> it's just kind of it's so easy to write because there's so many weird things with men these days as far as all this harassment stuff goes on it's so easy to write for him because there's so much topic out there and to be like oh, examples of being be a weirdo <laughs> alright let's talk Marvel Marvel let's first talk Jean Grey the phoenix yeah Dr. Jean Grey she's so, hot um, and smart we got another Another retelling of the Dark Phoenix story this um, November, coming out this mm-hmm. November. So that's going to be pretty cool. It's a great great storyline about space snailians and stuff. Yes. Um, but they did, not make, they did not make the Phoenix an alien the last time they tried to do it on the big screen. Right. They made it kind of like the sub-story to the movie, and they kind of messed the whole thing up. And she did not have red hair in the last iteration of herself when she was played by Famke Jensen, I believe. But now that she's played by Sophie Turner, she had red she hair in the first hair. two movies. Is when she came back kind to the of, Phoenix, yeah, it, was it was much darker. Or Remember how red it was in the Wolverine when he kept seeing her? Yeah. It was like super yeah. red. It was like red, like Hemlock, like when she was on Hemlock Grove. Like yeah, red. yeah. Um, but yeah, Jean Grey, pretty Jean cool Grey man. is you know because it, it's interesting. Um, my brother got uh, my son this Marvel encyclopedia, and it's. There's so much stuff in it, and you know, you think you know a lot, but there's so much you, that I don't know. It's it's amazing. So as I'm paging, you know, reading, you know, flipping through it and reading it, I'm like, how you know, Jean wasn't really much for the first, you know, until the, until the Phoenix storyline. Like she just could, you know, she was a kind of a lesser Professor X, right? But and then he always felt like she was more, way more powerful. right, exactly. And then, and then um, she explodes because alien goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Jean Grey. Uh, Black Widow's next. Black Widow, Natasha, she's a badass girl. Um, she definitely, you know, she was started out life kind of rough, being brainwashed and controlled uh, to be an assassin, but she makes her own way in life and, you know, becomes part of the Avengers, and she's tough and sassy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a little vulnerable, so she has some relationships with people. She's uh, besties with our favorite Archer yeah. character. 
Um, Favorite, uh, she's, you know, we were trying to figure out if she was banging the Hulk. We don't think they were banging. We were watching Ultron Sunday. I don't think the Sunday. Hulk can bang. I don't think so. No, because this is my scene. opinion yeah. that he like really can't. He can't bang. He gets way too excited. But there was the, the, the whole thing where she's like, you know, should have joined you because that's part deleted scene. That's not all that's in the regular movie when yeah. you watch it. Like when it was on TV, like the TV version had like a deleted scene in it that that I don't. You know, when my son makes me watch Age of Ultron at least once a month, like right. I, I don't, I don't normally. I just see think it. having sex with Hulk is probably really dangerous, yeah. especially because Thor was like, "Can't unsee that." Yeah. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite Black Widow moment is the beginning of the Avengers movie when she's like, you know, when she's on the phone with Coulson and mm-hmm. she's like in the chair and she's like, "This guy is really working me over here." Yep, and then you she know, like, like, kicks everyone's butt. Yep, exactly. Um, I like when, when she's like up. sings to the Hulk and gets him to calm down. Yeah, like in um, Age of Ultron. Calm down. Yeah, that's really cool. And I um, love that scene in Iron Man Two where John Favreau's like, like, all right, I'll fight these. Guys. And like John Favreau's fighting like one guy, and she takes out like four or five guys. Yeah, she's totally badass. <laughs> but all of her lines in the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Where she is so sassy. About everything, she's like, "What? I just act like I know everything. I don't actually know everything." <laughs> um, she had, like such a quick whip to everything, and you know, she was teaching uh, Cap how to like be a spy and like go on the run, and I thought all those things were really cool. Yeah, and that's a really good friend, um, and she's very brave and totally tough. She's like, where did Captain America learn how to hotwire a car? We're borrowing it. Get your feet off the dash. Like, <laughs> their relationship in that movie is, yeah, I, I love it, and then it makes me wonder, like. Are those two going to be like on the run together in the beginning of Infinity War? I mean, maybe. I think they're really close, and I think what I think it's cool that she has great relationships with dudes because Jeff's my bestie, hello, and hello. Hawkeye's like her bestie. I love that she's like close with his kids, and they call her Aunt Nat, like yeah, Logan calls me Aunt Kristen. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty awesome. So I can relate to her in a lot of ways, right? Except for the fact that I'm not a kick-ass assassin. No, yet, yet. <laughs> We're still young. <laughs> Medusa is the last Marvel. Um, there's a lot of other redheads in Marvel, but this is the last one we're going to talk about. Yeah, there's probably so, like, well, yeah, there's some in DC too, but I don't think we're, we're talking about like Poison Ivy or any of that crap. Listen, I don't really want to talk. About I don't want to talk about Ivy. DC right now. Yeah, you know, just I just watched <laughs> Justice League, and I don't, I don't even want to talk about it on the podcast yet because I, I don't even know how to like communicate my words. <laughs> Everything I want to say about Justice League is in that honest trailers about Justice League. Like, yeah, that's a hot pile of crap. Oh, I guess there's Mary Jane in um, Spider Man. Okay, that's, Mary Jane. Yeah, Medusa. Um, she's a power to control her hair, to um, do all sorts of crazy stuff, to fight. She can punch people with it. She can choke people with it. She can do. That's all sorts neat. of stuff. It's uh, she not can just climb like walls of with snakes, it. Like in the green. No, 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 no. She's an inhuman. So neat. Uh, she's the wife of the Black Bolt, um, the silent. Uh, and Medusa in the comics is much cooler than in the TV show where they shaved her head in the first episode and sent her to Earth. So that kind of defeated. It's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, well, that sucked. But Maybe um, she'll come back and like kick Stephen. I don't Moyer's butt with her I hair don't. in the second season. No, that's the gifted. Oh yeah, that's the gifted. I love the gifted. The Inhumans was that show that they aired last fall, and they put, like, the first two episodes in the IMAX, right, and, like, it... Right, right, right. Oh, like... Gifted's it was, a great show, though. Okay. The Inhumans, it was, like, written by the guy who wrote, like, Iron Fist, and, Oh, like, God, no, not that. Not the Iron Horribleness. Oh, that guy. <sighs> it was wasted potential for the Inhumans. All right. Let's talk about Holben Washburn, or we know him as Wash... Our favorite pilot of the spaceship Serenity on the TV show, yeah, Firefly, 
with his 14 episodes of awesomeness. Yep. Um, by Alan Tudyk. I got, awesome. for Christmas, I got my brother the, um, the, the, the dinosaurs he's playing with it in the pilot. <laughs> and he pushed the buttons, his actual voice, and it's just, like the, the dialogue between the two is like, <laughs> this land is fertile. We'll settle here and call it this land. And the, the fight between the two dinosaurs, uh, it's brilliant. Uh, watched some great lines, and I could not believe what they did to him in the Serenity movie. I still still shocked to this day that I think I think they knew that it wasn't going to have any more episodes after that movie because yeah because of what they did. Uh, Wash, awesome, married Gina Torres. Um, yeah, she's a badass. That changed this her lady. actual name. Yeah, Zoe is her name on on Firefly. Badass, beast lady. Utter brilliance. Uh, Alan Tunick has been great in everything else. K2SO, you know. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. show Con Man is great that he's on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they're doing a third season of it. Uh, I've seen the first two seasons. Good stuff. Good stuff. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. <laughs> yes, I love awesome that movie. That too. Um, Next up, Clarice Darling. <sighs> Clarice? Ruined by Julianne Moore in that <laughs> movie, but it's not Julianne that, Moore's fault. Pretty awesome. It's pretty not. Awesome it's movie. not Julianne Moore's fault. Even no. if it was Jodie Foster, it still she wouldn't have been, been in a, that movie because she read the script and she's like, "What have you done? No." She read the script and she's like, "Oh, I have to direct a movie and have forty kids about and like I'm a lesbian and some I'm, dinosaurs or I, something. I'm I no, I've got to go. I can't do this." Um, yeah, so... That was the first movie was we saw together that where we... Where I do seriously object yeah. to the change in the source material. We... That was the first movie I ever saw with you in the theater where, like, we were like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. That ending was just a suck festival. Everything about it. Oh, yeah. But anyway, Clarice herself, and especially in the book... So tough. ...is awesome, so multi-layered... Brilliant. You know, go get her. Complex character. Yes. Yeah, she's brave. She puts up with a lot of crap. Yeah. She had a crazy life growing up. She has a really interesting relationship with Hannibal Lecter um, that makes total sense in the books. But I, I get that it would be hard to put it in a movie and make it make sense, but yeah. they still should have done something better than what they did. That's just my opinion. Um, not the actor's fault, not Anthony Hopkins' fault, but I don't know. That was a hot mess. That was really bad. But Clarice Starling herself, total awesome redhead. The badass. character is amazing. I'm going to hit you with a with a trilogy of Doctor Who right now. Two are companions: Amy Pond, and Donna Noble. Um, Donna is some people say is the best companion ever with her sarcasticness and the fact that the Doctor ruined her wedding uh, <laughs> when when he first met her and uh, and she's a hot mess. Um, and then the, the the actress then went on to be like a complete hot mess on the office too, which was mm-hmm. which was brilliant. Yeah. Trying to sell those triangle shaped tablets. <laughs> they were like iPads with their their triangles. <laughs> and like they had like these like pouches people would carry them in, and like Stanley was carrying the pizza in his. <laughs> uh you know, Amy Pond is the mother of uh River Song, who a lot of people River Song, uh the the wife of the doctor is um you know, really, um, really one of my favorite Doctor Who characters. That's not that's not one of the Doctors, you know, one of the ancillary characters. Um, uh, just you know, utter brilliance. She's always going like, spoilers because she can't tell me anything. <laughs> yeah, so many questions and stuff like that, and she can't tell him anything. Um, she, and when she's trying to figure out like where he's from, and then 
some you know one time he ran into her and she didn't know who he was and it was uh it was just good stuff uh going on there all along so all three characters are pretty good uh amy's great one of amy pond's uh my favorite lines she said she's like She's like, we can't just keep doing this, going off with you for a while. Like, our friends are going to realize that we're still a- that we're aging, and they're coming back at the same point in time. Like, we're, we're aging because we're going off for you for six to eight months, and then we're coming back to our lives where we left. And yeah, um, uh, good stuff. Yeah, you, you didn't talk about Donna Noble. I did talk about Donna Noble. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, Maybe I was but she said, um, yeah. I did. Okay. Because she was the one who went on to be the office. The the actress went on to be on the oh, office. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the next two are um, played redheads because they are redheads. They're actresses who have been in they a lot of... Sci-fi and horror cred. That we are just going to just talk about the actress instead of the characters. Yeah. So Frances Conroy, who was originally on Six Feet Under... She was the yes. mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she went on to be in basically every season of American Horror Story and be awesome in all of them. If She's so For only spooky. one episode or for an arc or, you Yeah. Know. She can be so spooky and creepy, but then she can also be, like, very maternal and sweet and, like, a hopeful type character. Um, but she's always really hard not to watch. I think she's, like, a very good actress. She's very interesting. And even when she was on Six Feet Under and she played, like, the mom, I thought she was so interesting and weird. Like, um, so, but yeah, but she's been phenomenal on American Horror Story. Uh, some of my favorite seasons with her were, like, Coven. Um, then the last season when she was that really crazy feminist character. Um, and Hotel. She was, she was great. Coven was just so good. I love that season. Mm-hmm. Me too. All right. Next up, Felicia Day. Felicia uh, Day, um, you know. Um, she played Charlie on Supernatural, one of my favorite characters on Supernatural. And I was Dr. really Horrible's bummed when they ended her. Dr. Horrible's blog. Um, but she's yeah. on The Magicians right now, and she's awesome on there. Felicia Day. Cool, cool chick. Um, yeah, she is like, you she know. She was on Buffy as well. Um... Yeah, Buffy. And she played Red Riding Hood in a, sort of a horror comedy where she's Red, the werewolf hunter. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, but yeah. she's awesome. She really is fun and funny and, and vulnerable and sweet, and I really was sad when they killed her on Supernatural. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, I hear you. Because she, um, she was like a hacker. She was like awesome at computers. And mm-hmm. she could always like come in at the last minute and help the boys. I do remember the one where they ran into her with the LARPing thing. You know? yeah. yeah. She was like a super sci-fi nerd girl. Right. But she was really Wasn't she, when they first tough. met her, wasn't she obsessed with the supernatural books that that guy was I writing so, about yeah. them? Yeah. So God, she was like. God. Please don't get me started on that storyline. But Yes. I gave up on that show. That show has been singing the songs from Lewin Davis in a coffee bar. I gave up on that show. (laughs) I think this is like the fourteenth year. I think I watched like the first like seven seasons, and then like, Mm -hmm. or like I watched the first like nine seasons, Mm -hmm. and then like it was bad. You know, every once in a while they'll still do like a good episode where they're going after a monster, but then there's so many ridiculous things that happen. It's the same thing over and over <sighs> again. Fine, but I'm, 
I'm really behind this season, so I have to, like, get my button gear and watch this season of Supernatural. But I do really miss Charlie's character. I don't care! I know we've already made it clear how many Fs you gave about Supernatural, and... Behold my field! It's where I grow my Fs. As you can see, it is barren. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have no Fs to give. Yes, yes, you've made that clear. Abundantly. Kristen, what would you like to talk about next? I would like to talk about Ariel, my favorite little mermaid. Oh, who right. Who has a head of scarlety red hair. And, and a wonderful sea. fishtail. <laughs> and friends <laughs> that are crabs and fish. Um, the little mermaid is awesome. And I'm glad that she had a happy ending in the Disney version because the real Hans Christian Andersen story is a super bummer. Yeah. What happens in the end of the of the? She dies and becomes the foam in the sea. Whoa! And the prince like not doesn't love her. Oh! He, he hooks up with the sea witch. He hooks up with the sea witch. Yeah, and he's just like later is Ariel. Whoa! Sorry, crazy. can't talk. No way. And she's like, oh my god, I gave up everything for you, and he's like, yep, too bad. Whoa! It's your fault. Brutal. So she dies and becomes sea foam. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice story. But anyway. They, they uh, made it a happy ending for Ariel in was the Disney, the Disney movie? movie. She got to have the a... The sea... Wow. Yeah, the, the sea witch, yeah. It's, I only ever saw The Little bummer. Mermaid once in my life, you know? I mean, most fairy was, tales, uh, like the real versions, are like super jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, the next ginger I want to nice talk stories. about is uh, is Fry from Futurama. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, Fry is, um, he is uh, completely clueless, but he is so it's, witty it's and so charming that it's, it's amazing. He's just, it's just utterly amazing. Like, um, uh, the things he says and does and just how, how he's able to survive and how he got frozen and his roommate Bender and how Bender hasn't killed him yet, you know, and, um, Yeah. There's, there, there are so many great things about Fry that is to love. There's, there's nothing that you cannot dislike about Fry. There's nothing you can dislike about our next character, too, who is Sean from Sean of the Dead. Yes. Played by Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, I don't feel like he's always a redhead, so we're not just talking about him like as the actor. No, we're talking about Sean. We're just talking about Sean. Yeah. Because we really feel like Sean's hair was red. Yeah, well, but, yeah it was. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Sean's a great character. Once again, clueless. Loves like his Fry. friends. You know, really loves his friends. Figures out how to survive in a terrible situation. Mm-hmm. Tries to go save his mom and his stepdad. Yeah. Deals with a bunch of crazy zombies and yeah. hangs out in a pub. Right. You know? And plays video games. Yeah. And he's a pretty dope guy. Yeah. Really? Hey, his best friend gets turned into a zombie and he, he still like, kept him around and he's yeah, like yeah. hanging out with him, he's you know? He's a good friend. He, tra- he can make a situation work even when you think there's no way you could make it work. Yes, exactly. Sean's one of those people. Utterly brilliant. Good job, bestie. Mm-hmm. Sean. Sean. Cool stuff. Yeah, two more, two more. Um, we'll talk about first one is Claudia Donovan from uh, Warehouse Thirteen. So I was introduced to Warehouse Thirteen after it was on for a while, and it was a Claudia episode that I first saw. And I was like, "This show is brilliant! I want to watch this all the time." So I went back to the beginning and, and didn't see her on the show for a while. And then how she was introduced was interesting because she was someone who was obsessed with the warehouse because this was going to save her brother and bring her brother back back to from where he was. Um, and she, like, you know, basically hacked her way into, like, the most top-secret government facility that's ever existed. Um, and she knew 
where things were, all the ancient artifacts. It was great. And, and Warehouse 13 was a great show until they tried to do... And, and, and the Freak of the Week format worked so well where there was one crazy cursed artifact and the team had to go together and they had to, they had to get it and they had to bring it back and uh, put it in the warehouse. And then obviously, you know, hijinks, they almost get it and then they don't and then they have to regroup and then they do get it, you know. And it worked and it was great. But then... When they brought in, like, the one guy from Smallville, and they tried to do two artifacts a week, the show just became so boring. It became overkill. Because it was just, there was just, like, too much going on at one time. Um, there was that great Warehouse 13 episode where they crossed it over with um, Eureka, too. That was brilliant. Did they ever go to Purgatory? <laughs> Warehouse 13 is a much better show than Supernatural has become. Supernatural was a great show, Kristen. There was a long time where Supernatural was a great show. But anyway, we have one last ginger to talk about on this week's podcast. But she's not really a ginger. She's not ginger. It's not Olivia Dunham. It's the bizarro Olivia Dunham from the other world on Fringe, as they call her Fox Livia Dunham. So she... They don't call her Faux Olivia? Faux Olivia? Is that what it is? What did I say? Fox. That, <laughs> I didn't even realize I like said it. Like Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix the Fox. Foo Livia, because she's not real. We haven't done this long of a podcast in like she months. evil, like red hair. Yeah, so she's an evil ginger. But, you know, she she does redeem herself a little bit. But the, at first, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because all the ten, all the things you know about Olivia, and here's the same actress playing her in, but she's just, you know, a little bit off. She's much more aggressive on their side, you know. On their side, we're the ones who, like, you know, screwed up, you know, so many things on on their side. Like, we created the holes, and, and their society has become so science-based because of what we did. Yeah. So she is much more tactical and so much more, you know, than, than the Olivia we know. Yeah. I love Fringe. It is one of my favorite shows of all time. It is a great show. Did you borrow those from me? No, I keep asking you for them. Yeah. But I don't... I ask you for them when you're here. I don't ask them for them when I go to your house. Okay. I mean... Oh, yeah. I, I gotta watch the last yeah. few episodes. They're not it's on... Um, they're not on Netflix or Prime anymore. I wonder no, if they're I on bought, Hulu. But I bought them. I you bought them. You have them. them. Yeah, but the last thing I borrowed from yes. you, I haven't watched it yet. But. Yes, you borrowed 11 That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I think that, I still have your copy of... Uh, you have my Firefly, Firefly. discs. Firefly. I'll give it back. 51 minutes. Wow. All right. So, um, (laughs) I go there like once a week. Yep. Maybe twice a week. We know how to move stuff around and mess with you. Anyway, thanks for listening to us talk about gingers this week because it is close to St. Patrick's Day. Yep. So we're going to be talking, we, we. Talking about the redheads. Right. Exactly. Sci-fi redheads. Yep. We had a good time. May the force be with you. Make sure you go to our website, prisondad.com. Make sure you come check us out at both, um, it's a con in Allentown on March 17th and 18th, and the great Philadelphia Comic Con that is in Oaks, Pennsylvania, right outside of Philadelphia, right outside King of Prussia, mm-hmm. and that is on April 27th through the 29th. We'll have a table. Fun time. Look for the giant prison dad thing and uh, all the squirrels. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your day.